You're listening to the Unreasonable Fridays Podcast Network. Go ahead, stand your stand your stand your stand your stand your stand your So I had chicken for lunch. Oh, I know you didn't. Chicken family! Yes! I, I, think, chi- I'm, I think I'm extra chickened out now. <laughs> no, it's like... So when I stopped, when I stopped eating all bird, because I stopped eating all bird at the same time, it was when I was still working at the sign shop, so it had to have been about four or five years ago. Yeah, I'm, I've been chickenless for five years. Right. So, um, (laughs) um, we did the, all the menus and all the signage for Izzel's chicken, which is like our big chain, chicken chain here. Mm Um, uh, uh, this and is what, what happened? What ha- what's going on? For, for Thanksgiving, I keep forgetting what I'm saying. For Thanksgiving, like they would like my boss, my employer would bring us all chicken from Azelles. Or mm. almost every time we'd finish a large sign, he'd bring us all chicken from Azelles. And right. Azelles was supposed to be like the best chicken here. I think it's mediocre. And I was already not wanting chicken. Right. Like I was already at that point where I'm just like, I was sitting there going, I'm like, after this Thanksgiving, I think I'm done. Right. And I had the, like, done with all bird. All bird. And I had that chicken for that Thanksgiving, and I was like, I'm done. And I just had my last, I just had my chicken sandwich, and I'm like, I had this same feeling. I'm like, nope, we're done. Well, (laughs) I hear you. But It It was very weird, because, like, my my I don't know if it was my brain or my body that was like, I want chicken, but the other whatever one wasn't was the one going, I don't want chicken. And there was like a chicken war. <laughs> well There was I want chicken and there was I don't want chicken and I'm just like, it's lunchtime and I'm hungry and I can't think. <laughs> so you've had your chicken. And I'm just like, I really don't want chicken. So your chicken levels are at maximum again. I think we're maxed. Now, the thing about chicken levels, and this is what I tell people all the time, <laughs> is they operate independently of whether you like chicken or not. So, because you, as an African-American, you you are governed by your chicken levels, whether you like chicken or not. So, your chicken levels are at maximum. So, now they're high enough where you could be like, yeah, fuck chicken. Until they get low enough to where you're like, I need chicken and I don't know why. It's kind of like, I assume it's a, like a blade's problem with blood. Which right, is why they have right. to No, exactly. I'm I'm the chicken blade. You're the foul walker. <laughs> the foul walker. <laughs> and so you you need chicken. You need enough chicken so that you can not want chicken comfortably. And if you don't get chicken too long, then you will just obsessively want chicken, even though you know you should I, not have chicken. I I'm sitting here going like I don't like chicken. Why am I vehemently craving chicken? I don't like it. I genuinely don't like chicken. Right. So what you need to I, I have had so much chicken. I've had so much mediocre chicken. I've had good chicken. I've had absolutely god awful terrible chicken. I've had chicken that was 
uh, made by a German woman with whose taste buds were going and oversalted and overboiled at the same time. Chicken. I've had so much chicken, I can fucking cluck. I am a chicken now. Bark, 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 bark. I don't like it. And so, like, sitting here post surgery going, I fucking need chicken has been bizarre. Because your chicken <laughs> levels are depleted because of the surgery. Because of the surgery that you had. That is why. So now your body, your chicken levels are depleting faster now because you're in a healing recovery state. So now you need chicken more than you've ever needed chicken. Just like Blade, when he got hurt, he needed blood more than he ever needed blood. He got hurt. So just saying, it operates independently of your actual feelings about chicken. And I would recommend that maybe while you're in this recovery state, you have small amounts of chicken just just dose yourself with chicken as opposed to having like a big ass chicken sandwich and being like, why am I doing why I'm a monster? You can't just, but I don't, it was the only thing that sounded good. Listen. I'm if, not going to eat chicken wings. I'm not saying you eat chicken wings. Possibly. But how about, dose. how about a salad with chicken in it? That's gross. Okay. How about soup with chicken in it? No. Um, Actually, I tried having that and I got nauseous. Okay. Um, maybe in like an omelet, maybe pasta. I can't cook. Um, well, you can get chicken in an omelet from someplace else. Just ask them to do it for you. No, there wasn't anywhere that was in within reasonable delivery pricing. So. I'm not paying $20 for an omelet. It's fair. So. Sorry, excuse me, $30 for an omelet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. The chicken ha the the chicken sandwich was free delivery. Yeah. Okay. So well then I think I don't know how to like it's gonna take community to help you navigate your need for chicken with your disdain for chicken. I and think I'm good on the chicken. I don't think I need it anymore. And I honestly what I think like helped bring this to life was the fact that the Popeye's chicken sandwich craze was happening and I don't have a Popeye's. So you think it was like peer pressure? I think it was, I think it was a partial peer pressure in addition to chicken levels getting depleted. Right. Because I had everybody on my timeline talking about chicken sandwiches. Popeye's chicken sandwich is very good. Because the Popeye's chicken sandwich happened literally like two days before my surgery. I will send for you to come here and we will go to Popeye's. I don't, I don't, I don't want it. It's fine. You say that now because your chicken levels are again at maximum. What we need to understand is this is, <laughs> this is the problem. This is the thing is that when your chicken level is at maximum, you're like, yeah, I don't want chicken. And I'm like, we'll have chicken. You're like, no, I don't like chicken. And I'm like, no, that's because you your chicken levels are high. I over five years for my chicken levels to get anywhere. I understand. When you get well, because you've had your surgery, when you're, but I'm not Right, but when you're well, you're not healed yet. Everything hurts, right? Yes. Right. So when you're healed, you probably won't want chicken again. But right now in this I don't want chicken now anyway. Because your chicken no, again <laughs> It's a temporary it's a temporary condition you not wanting chicken. And because you're in pain, your chicken levels will deplete significantly faster than if you were fine ish. So I'm just letting you know that instead of being like eating chicken and then be like, Cool, I'm great, be like I have eaten my fair share of chicken. I will await the next time I need chicken. 
But in the meantime, I don't need chicken. So you're not like, why am I eating this chicken sandwich so good? I don't want it. Okay, the kimchi sauce was flames, though. Right. And then they put kimchi salt in the french fries. And even though I was way too full to eat them, I'm just like, I'm going to scarf this in my face. You didn't have your surgery. I take it we're recording now. What? Recording a show? I would never. <laughs> in I, the w- <laughs> I know you started it exactly at the chicken talk. I would never record a program. You, 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 you went from you went from conversational Aaron to podcasting Aaron in like the beginning of the chicken. Aaron. I wouldn't. I first of all, the fact that you don't trust me is really a condemnation of our friendship <laughs> to this point. Because I don't know why you would think that I would record a podcast at all. That's not something that i enjoy and Wait, it's who not record podcasts anymore these days and um that's funny um <laughs> but yes i would never record a podcast and i would never start recording a mid-conversation about being the foul walker while wanting chicken because trying to explain chicken levels is a thing it's always a process i, I think you just tried to use me so you could explain chicken levels to the great population without actually repeating this conversation ever again it's a fair discussion because i have and i and i just say it is like i've suggested it and people have followed it where i'm there like i'm lethargic i'm tired i'm hungry i'm like what should you have i go i think your chicken levels might be it's a totally different thing than being hungry chicken level are totally different they totally different i think they feel things like empathy anticipation totally different chunk of what we do with our brains are fueled by chickens, black people. So we need to keep our chicken levels optimal. And I think this is because you've had your surgery. That's why you're suddenly crazy. When you get well, you will no longer want chicken again. You'll be like, fuck chicken. I don't need it anymore. You'll be fine. I'm just saying it's a conversation. It's a worthwhile conversation. White people don't have this problem. Black people, we have this problem. We need our chicken levels to be up a certain level. But what about black vegans? Those poor, poor people. I Are they, do, do they have negative chicken levels? Um, or do they have an adverse reaction to chicken? I so, like, think... the more chicken that they have, like, the higher their chicken levels, like, they, they get, like, super angry. Like, they turn into, like, like demons. I like to think that it's kind of like um, synthetic blood. Like I forgot what was an HBO show with the vampires where they they the government jumped in and actually created blood for the vampires to drink so that they wouldn't be. I can't remember. Right, but that was that was kind of a thing where the government jumped in and was like, "Vampires are people. We're gonna help them out. We're gonna provide them with government blood," and they were all just like, "Sure." (laughs) (laughs) So I imagine that black vegans with their various substitutions for chicken in terms of texture and taste are like sure but you know at some point the time will come where you where they will need legit chicken maybe not but like i said it's it's an it's a discussion we all need to start having just figured that you know it would come it's a good time because you're eating chicken while not wanting chicken and then when you have the chicken you're like i don't want any more chicken but then in two weeks you're gonna be like i really need chicken Okay, so we're going to put it on the timer so we can watch how slow or quickly my chicken levels deplete. It is Friday, December 6th. We are recording this program, 2019. 
Okay, so we will get back. If you are craving chicken, then we will note the time and day, and that was we'll figure we'll be able to space out your chicken dosing. That schedule. And then we'll we'll make graphs. We'll we'll make we'll have Erica make a graph. Perfect. I, I think she'll actually enjoy that. I really do think she would actually enjoy <laughs> making proper chicken level graphs for proper height, weight, region. <laughs> so um I wouldn't mind that. I think it's important. Um but you did have your surgery. I had my surgery. Are you willing to let people know what happened? Why wouldn't I? I've literally been posting about it all on social media. Here's the deal. You could have just said yes. <laughs> <laughs> you could have just said, sure, Aaron. I'd love to share the details of my surgery. I've literally been like to people, hey, do you want to see my incision? <laughs> well, since people, there's, no, there's nothing visual about this medium, you will then have to tell people about your incision. anytime okay wait so i'm de i'm describing the procedure or wait what am i supposed to tell people <laughs> what the fuck happened um i had surgery for my chronic condition that i've had i don't know how many people remember because it's been a while sorry um i have four compressed nerves in in my neck um it's an overwork injury from past job. And basically I don't, I, I, I was about to say I didn't, but I still don't have full strength in my um, right arm. It affects my entire right arm. I was just in nonstop pain and I literally mean nonstop pain um, with the referral pain, like going into like my teeth down my arm um, it got to my, it got to the point because the injury had been going on for over four years, just due to bullshit, um, with the state of Washington, uh, labor and industries and with my previous employer and just hassles with, um, with them trying to get all, all of my doctors and things covered and paid for. Um, but I, I had gone so long without treatments or time in between treatment that, there's just been my, my right arm, there's just been massive deterioration and also in my shoulder and in my neck. And there's been a variety of problems that are, have that happened and continue even post-surgery to happen. So the surgery was to release the um, pressure on my nerves. Um, the condition's called thoracic outlet syndrome. Um, essentially, as the nerves come like out of your spinal cord, they like pass through these muscles in your neck, your scalenes, um, and then they kind of like go into your arm. And they're they're actually like my scalenes for whatever reason. I'm having I was having constant muscle spasms, so they were just like had a vice grip on my nerves. And so the surgery was to open up that space to relieve all the pressure. Mm -hmm. And what they did is they uh, made a incision in my armpit and they went in and they um, removed some muscle and they disconnected um, some muscle and they um, unblocked also like my arteries because apparently those were pretty bad and they removed scar tissue 
in mm. there. There's a shit ton of scar tissue from like the muscles constantly tearing and repairing themselves from mm. the spasms. Mm. So apparently there was a shit ton of scar tissue in there. Like it was, um, it was, it was actually worse in there than my both my surgeon and I thought that it was gonna be. Oh dear. Yeah, and they also um, did a rib resection. So they took my first rib and they removed the um, right half of it. Excuse me? Well, because, you know, a, a rib goes kind of like all the way around and like connects to your sternum. Oh, right. So they removed the right side. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, so they removed the bone from my body. And did, did uh, you have it? No, they wouldn't let me keep it. What the fuck, doctors? I, was, I even asked. I was like, can I keep it? And they're like, no. And I'm like, oh, I really wanted it. That'd be really good for magic. Like all types of magic. That'd be awesome. I would be so powerful if I could just keep my rib. Right. That's, wow. I was, whole, I was really, I was really, I didn't even, I thought, I assumed that you would be able to. The fact that your doctors told you no. I really thought you already had your rib in a jar somewhere. I really wanted my rib in a jar. Oh. I did ask. Doctors. I, I asked before they even put me on morphine. This is the problem with our health system. I asked twice, even. I asked before drugs and after drugs. They're going to charge us $100,000 for a surgery. All we ask in return is that you let us keep our fucking bones as you remove them from our fucking bodies. And you're like, no, what the fuck are we paying for then? You know what? Please continue. I, w I was so sad. Um, my pain after the surgery, like the surgery itself was only like an hour and a half. Uh, my surgeon was definitely tooting his own horn on how good of a job he did. <laughs> <laughs> when, I saw, when I saw him on the day I was getting discharged, he's like, like, he was just like, yeah, I did great. <laughs> like, he was like, I, I, I must imagine that if you're a surgeon, and like you do a really good job, like you do, like you, like you do a good job normally, but you just like ace something. Like it couldn't be more perfect that you just kind of like walking on clouds, and you just would be like, "Yeah, I did this great." I swear to God, that old man was trying so hard not to do that, <laughs> but it was so clear he was super jazzed at how good of a job he did. <laughs> I, I don't think enough people give enough sh surgeons enough credit. Like we have, I don't know, their bedside manner is terrible. Well. That's the thing. I think that it would meet if we knew, like, if a surgeon did a great job and we knew that they, like, if the job was so well done that fans were going to storm the court like basketball, then he, then bedside manner would change. But they know that for the most part, what they do is going to generally go without any, without any thank you or any fanfare. But what if we had, like, surgery highlight videos, like packages, like basketball players on YouTube set to, like, music with, like, graphics and stuff? What if surgeons could get famous? For doing some dope shit. Like a surgeons, they just toil they, they no one says they get paid well. But I mean, you just you know, you just went in there, did everything in an hour and a half, and it's perfectly fine, and you're back out on the street a day later, like you can storm the court. There should be like a highlight video. There should be like slow motion video of <laughs> yeah, him. All I all I know is that he was really excited over how well my incision right. looked. Like it was like he was like positively glowing as to how well of a job he did on that incision. And like, it's one of those things where he's trying not to humble brag, but like it's slipping out. Right. And I'm sitting there going like, you're a nerd. <laughs> Listen, 
it's true. <laughs> you old man nerd. Right. <laughs> I I listen. I I understand him, and I think we should meet him in the middle. <laughs> I don't know how yeah. we get surgery highlights. I don't know how they fall, but I don't think I don't think it's the worst idea to highlight surgeons because that shit is wild <laughs> that they do. What your what the surgeon did for you is wild. It's okay. I'm at this point now where I've seen so many doctors where if my doctor isn't a nerd, I don't want them. What do you mean? Okay, like the the one who, because um, I also had a compressed nerve lo- in uh, my supinator, which is in my lower, which is in your lower arm. It's by your elbow, but it's not considered tennis elbow. It's it's very weird. Right. Um, it's also very new. It's like a very new plate. They're like, oh yeah, shit can get pinched here. It, <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, my um, the the doctor who had been working with me and who also was the one who was like, I'm pretty sure you have thoracic outlet syndrome, but that's not my specialty. So go to see this other nerd doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was just like, okay, so here's this thing. Like she she like popped it up like she was gonna tell me like the best story ever, like like hot gossip from from the neighbors across the street. Like she's like, okay, so just listen, this is what's going on in your body. <laughs> like she was really genuinely excited and then she's just like i'm doing a journal on this and i've got like all this data this is how it works these are all these people i'm gonna do a publication on it (laughs) like she was generally like you could see her energy levels just rising as she was talking about it and she stopped and went this probably isn't that exciting for you (laughs) (laughs) and i went i'm like no this is actually interesting right Thank you for taking the time to explain to me in a way I understand about what the fuck is going on in my body and why I'm in excruciating pain right now. Mm-hmm. It makes me feel a lot like I'm not crazy. Right. <laughs> we really should. I just think there should be more attention paid. They should be allowed to be excited publicly and then be met with public excitement. There's right. A, they, so, it's surger, advancements in surgery mean that if anything happens to you, you're now getting the best possible treatment. Right, so now I only want doctors who are ex- who are nerds. As you should, right? Like, like also my my dentist is also another one like that. Um, he works. He's also a workaholic. He works like six days a week, and he like reads dental books over breakfast. He's very passionate. That is who you should get. Right, like that's just that's just all that's all he wants to do is he just thinks teeth are cool. I mean, they are they are chewing bones. So, yes, I can see where the, it, is, it is a fascinating device we have in our skulls to process food. Right. We do. So he's not wrong. Right. There are just some, it's like some people who like grew up and they're fascinated with dinosaurs and then they become like, like specific researchers on specific parts, like, like an obscure part of a dinosaur, like, like the two thirds of its tail. Right. <laughs> right. Like that's, that's, those are the kind of people I want as medical professionals. Right. Yeah, that's a 12 year old boy sitting there staring at the skeleton, just looking at the teeth. Right. They're, they're like, Henry, come on. And they just drag him back in the tour and drag him back in line of the tour. <laughs> exactly. That's what I want. So, um, I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> that's why your chicken levels deplete faster than normal. Um, to say, like, I, it's so funny because I had all this stuff that I was like, okay, I'm going to be working on my podcast. I'm going to be reading a lot. I'm going to be playing a lot of video games. Nigga, I slept. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no, no, like two to three weeks. All I did was sleep and I would get up and eat something 
and then I would go back to sleep. And I I have my water bottle, and my water bottle just comes with me everywhere. Mm-hmm. So like my water, because um, I got a really good water bottle that's spill proof. So my water bottle hangs out with me in bed. <laughs> <laughs> so I when I wake up, I drink water, close it, go back to sleep. <laughs> um, I I officially sleep more than the cat. Mm-hmm. We might have the same sleep schedule. There are a couple of times where she actually sent me to bed because she's like, um, we have been awake for an hour. It is time to go back to lay down. <laughs> So I've just been sleeping and sleeping, and um, also the like the weird part about it too is that um, so because surgery is and I, I have to keep reminding myself of this like surgery is a super super traumatic thing that happens like even if it's a minor surgery it's traumatizing on your body and it's like traumatizing on your mind so like this whole like injury that I've had, like on top of it being in chronic pain all the time, just dealing with nonstop bullshit and um, like some of the most stressful, like financial situations I've had, like I am perpetually broke. I don't even have money now. Um, I've been literally getting by off of the goodwill of other people. And it's not like I can pick up a second job because I have a disability and um the podcast and gaming funny enough is like how i get extra pocket money Mm -hmm. Uh, people who donate to the patreon um like najela and i get some of that and that's literally like our pocket money for like food (laughs) um so please donate to the patreon (laughs) (laughs) yes i actually um i mean unlike other people okay uh, you said it good no i don't have to go on (laughs) Unlike other people, um, yeah, like um, some of the Patreon money, like like Jayla and I get that, like it gets sent to us because we are in perpetual struggle city, and we greatly appreciate all of you. So please donate more <laughs> and often. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, feel free to um, put out your actual cash app if people want to donate directly to you. They're within all rights to. Um, they don't have to donate. Don't have to, the Patreon is just one way to help you out. So if people want to cash app you, what is your cash app? Uh, my cash app is, hold on, I can't remember if it has a the in front of it or not. Um, but my PayPal is the bacon. Um, PayPal.me backslash the bacon. And then my cash app is the dollar sign and the baconzilla. Just the Baconzilla, no numbers, no letters, no nothing. Just the Baconzilla, as you said it. I don't like numbers. Um, I agree, but you have like zeros sometimes in there. Is oh no, it's only on my Twitter. Okay, good. The Baconzilla, folks. Yes, medical expenses are expensive. <laughs> I wish. And I, I... and I just had surgery, and right. I'm gonna be looking at another one. <laughs> Wait, another surgery. <laughs> yeah, luckily this one isn't related to this injury, but I'll I'll get into it. Oh, anyway. okay, I understand. Yeah, let me let me work into that. Um, so on top of so yeah, surgery is like a whole traumatic thing. Um, so I on top of sleeping for like the first two and a half three weeks, and I'm still sleeping. I've been barely awake today. Um, <laughs> uh, it, I've also been experiencing like 
problems with like my bipolar disorder because I'm bipolar. Um, there's also a thing called like post-surgery depression, which is extremely real and mm -hmm. not, talk not talked about at all. Oh, shit. Let me tell you, boy. Yeah. Go it on, is, please. It is bad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, it's not good. And the fact that I have, I have four to seven years of tr like just trauma related to this injury, mm -hmm. like personal trauma and things um, in relation to just pe how people were treating me, stuff with my, how abusive my last job was, things with the state, like, like I experienced things that made me feel 150% completely dehumanized. Mm. Um, just there were times where I was specifically made to feel not like a person anymore. And so all of that stuff kind of like combined and I like, so I was crying for three weeks straight and sleeping <laughs> and eating and crying and going to the bathroom and eating and crying. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, and the best part is, is because um, the incision is in my armpit and I am trans and kind of like mask of center, but not trans. Um, I'm not a trans man, but I'm still like really mask. Um, I, I experienced a lot of like gender dysphoria and body dysphoria. I wasn't allowed to wear a bra. Hmm. Oh, yeah. No bras. No. No bras, no underwire, no um, binders, uh, no deodorant, and mm. I um, no baths, mm. and also no lotion near that area. Mm. By the way, deodorant in one armpit does not work. <laughs> <laughs> I just that's not a thing. Um, but I was experiencing a lot of gender dysphoria because, like, I had to go like completely braless for like three weeks. Hmm. I am not small tested. So I'm just like, I I hit that point where it's just like, nope, we don't want these ever. Mm. It's time for them to go. We're done here. Mm -hmm. And of course, like, because of all this is happening and I have like four weeks to myself because I'm not working. I was having major epiphanies all over the place. Like I had a, my last therapy session. I dropped like 16 different bombs on my therapist. <laughs> <laughs> he was ending the session. He's like, anything else? And I'm like, uh, I think I already threw a lot at you. And he's like, yeah, I know. Is there anything else though? <laughs> but yeah, so definitely going to be looking at getting top surgery as soon as I am physically and financially able to, because mm. it's apparently a necessity thing that needs to happen. And I'll have to do it while I'm still on my work insurance because my work insurance is really good. <laughs> okay. Well, uh. you have our full support. We will do what we will all do everything we possibly can. We will. And I still can't quite cook yet because I, um, um, the, the surgery did relieve a lot of pressure and a lot of pain, but since like, I didn't have feeling in more than half of my arm and there's parts of my back. I still can't feel anything. Mm -hmm. Like I can't feel anything at all. Like I'm laying on my heat pad and I feel like a hot spot somewhere. And then like where the heat pad is concentrated on, I can't, my mm. skin has no sensation right whatsoever i'm like that's scary um but like same in my hand too i just don't have control over my hand so like i can't press down on a knife mm -hmm. so i can't chop anything um 
I can't sustain weight because my arm, my arm and my hand is just too weak. Mm -hmm. it's, it's just, it's a baby like trying to strike, so have a, ha, like, you know, those really, really large, heavy ceramic coffee mugs. Mm -hmm. Watch a baby try to hold one. <laughs> hmm. I mean, Marie Kondo's baby could probably hold it just fine. <laughs> she had a giant baby. <laughs> that baby is huge. Her, That's think, the cutest, biggest baby I've ever seen in my life. I think she took all the joy. I think she literally, she just was like, well, this baby, that baby must bring her so much joy because that baby is exactly the size of her as <laughs> it was born. She went in the exact same size as she is. It looks like a baby on like 140% in Photoshop. Like it's a regular baby. Right. It's also a giant baby. It is a huge baby. I'm just like, wait, is your, do you actually have like a vortex <laughs> in order to birth that thing? Because it literally doesn't look physically possible. Yeah. Like, I, I know the human body is magic, but this is much. <laughs> like, you have to have, like, an interdimensional portal, like, where all of the joy and, like, joy energy got stored, and it turned into that giant baby. I like the thing that she gave birth to a very tiny baby, and they put water on it and expanded immediately into that baby. <laughs> Chia pet baby? Like, um, those supermarket things you used to get. Oh, yeah! Yeah, it's like that. So the baby came out reasonably sized, and then the doctor tried to wash it, and all of a sudden it got really big. It started getting bigger, and his hand is what the fuck? And then she oh, was yeah, like, they wiped, they wiped the baby down, and then the baby just grew. Right, immediately, like an editing problem. Like now the baby came back forty five percent bigger from one frame to the next. So it was just, it was the first feeding. Right. There we go. I think we solved the mystery. Mm hmm. <laughs> giant joy baby that is true but um is that every how do you is that i think so you i rambled you didn't ramble it's your surgery it's it's your it's your surgery your disability and a source of massive um struggle so it's not you didn't oh, ramble it's important. yeah and i so the the interesting thing that's happening right now and it's really disconcerting because i haven't told you this yet so my because my nerves have been closed off for so long right they're now just waking up mm, how does that feel uh excruciating <laughs> <laughs> and weird so like you know when you sit on your foot too long and then like you know the blood stops and the nerves stop like everything stops and then you get off of your foot and you're like oh god i can't walk me on the face yes <laughs> right so that's happening to me and is going to continue to happen for six months as my it's going to take about six months for my nerves to actually heal mm -hmm. and after that six months i will know what the permanent damage is i mean we'll probably know like a lot of what the permanent damage is before then but we'll actually know by then because mm -hmm. um, there is going to be some like it's it's already and i have complications like i have issues with the back of my neck um and it's gonna i'm gonna be in and out of physical therapy for a while mm. but um yeah the nerves waking up it's the weirdest painful thing ever and sometimes too it'll just like it'll just stop hurting like i have nowhere there'll be no pain mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden it'll just like flare up again like all alarms are on like there's a fire drill <laughs> And, and then I was just like, what? And then sometimes like, they're, like I can, I can literally feel the signal misfires. Mm -hmm. um, it's very weird. And like, it feels also sometimes like 
like if TV static had a feel to it, mm-hmm. like that's what it feels like going through my skin. Because mm. it's not it's not numb, but it's not tingly. It's very much like it's it's very jarring. It's it's a very peculiar feeling. It's a strong feeling, right? It it feels unusually strong. It is a very distinct strong feeling and like i can feel it moving yeah like it's it's very bizarre the whole thing is very bizarre (laughs) Mm -hmm. so like yeah the the nerves are waking up and they're doing weird nervy things and i'm just like okay (laughs) (laughs) okay and um, I'm now just going to go to a mis- like get a massage, making sure I get a massage like every week because this shit is wild. <laughs> Last time I went, like my uh, massage therapist was just like, your your neck is frozen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, is it? It was fine the week before. <laughs> <laughs> nope. So. Yeah, that's about it. That's my health issues. It's weird. Everything's weird, and I'm tired. <laughs> um. Well, it, <laughs> we're all happy. I'm happy that at least you've turned the corner. So yeah, I'm going a direction. Right. Um. Right. That's it. Is that at least you've been able to have the surgery, so now you can at least turn the corner. As opposed to having to struggle with this disability the same way for however many years. So. Exactly uh, four. That's a lot. Exactly, because uh, the injury happened September 29th, 2015. But have you been playing anything? You do have all this free time. Okay, so I have been playing up until... Pokemon Sword and Shield came out. I um, decided to revisit uh, one of my favorite games from the DS because um, for the hospital, they were like, don't bring anything expensive. Mm-hmm. Like, don't bring your Kindle or whatever, you know, in case it gets like misplaced or something. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I'll bring my 3DS. <laughs> mm-hmm. I won't bring my Switch like I was initially planning. I'll bring my 3DS. And the game I brought with me is Fantasy Life, and I fucking love that game. I love that game so much. It is just full of wonderfulness, and it just makes me happy, and it was really good for my super in-pain, drugged-up, depressed heart. (laughs) Uh, what um, What is Fantasy Life? So the premise of Fantasy Life is is that everybody who lives in this land gets to make wishes. And everybody can have the chance to fulfill those wishes. And so, and when they fulfill those wishes, their wishes are then heard by um, who, by their God. Um, so like in the culture of like the kingdom and the game, it's really, it's really like well thought on that if you have a strong wish, you actually go and you live it. So you can do, there's a big thing on, you can be whatever you want to be or do like, you know, whatever you want, clearly within reason. (laughs) But you can, you know, do whatever you want. 
And so each, like, there's, like, different classes, and each classes are called a life. Right. So you can be a blacksmith or a paladin or a cook or an alchemist, and you can be all of them if you want. Like, <laughs> you can level up each life all you want. And this, there's a story that goes with it that's really really cute and um you find this butterfly this talking butterfly and this talking butterfly is like i want to see the world let me travel with you and so the butterfly actually starts collecting people's wishes okay um i can't say why because it's a huge spoiler but it's super cute um fuck it i'm gonna say it anyway (laughs) the the butterfly is actually um, secretly the daughter of the god. Oh. And she cu- she came down and is trying to kind of set set things right because there's there's some stuff that's happening that's trying to disrupt the peace of all of these kingdoms. Mm. And so you're kind of like. Your purpose is, you know, to go through and travel and help people and help them with, you know, find their wishes while solving the mystery of why shit is happening. Like, why this weird shit is happening. Right. And it's just a really cute, really relaxing game. Um, the Like, each each story gets into as you the further you play each story and the characters you meet it actually gets into some really like life affirming things that and there's also some sneaky adult jokes in there that kids wouldn't get but they're like really adult jokes <laughs> you know when the writing's so good and it's there's a joke in the game and like a kid will take it one day, one way but the adult will be like oh yes yeah, it, the game is full of those. Mm. Just well, well-written jokes and puns. Okay. Um, uh, one of my, my one of my favorite is like instead of saying like that's what she said, the pharaoh will say phrasing. What? <laughs> yes, <laughs> the character will say something, and like the pharaoh will be like, phrasing? "Oh, oh, I see." Or we'll say there's got to be a better way to say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny, um, but yeah, the the characters in it are just really good. Everything about it is just superb. Okay. It's probably one of my favorite games. I wish there was a second one out, or I wish they would actually bring it to the Switch. To be honest, it would be a really good um, remaster for Switch. Well, Switch has every game in the world. So I will not put anything above anything out of the pos- realm of possibility. Everything is on Switch. So you're not wrong. I see it. It would be really good. No, I think a lot of people. Well, I think a lot of people would like this game. And there's a lot of people who didn't get the 3DS who got the Switch. Mm-hmm. That'd be me. Who, right. Who um would who would really benefit and like this game. Hmm. It's a very good game. Um, 
And then um, two of my lovely friends came over and they made food for me and they bought me Pokemon Shield. Good. So the, they wanted to give me a day where I didn't have to worry about anything. Oh. Just play. Vi it was one of the best days. <laughs> it was amazing. It was so good. All right. Well, uh, I what I'm wondering about is whether. Oh, go on. She made shashuka, and she made me um, like an amazing. She also made curries that I like so much curry that I had to like refrigerate half of it and freeze the other half of it. Mm -hmm. Oh, but it was so good. <laughs> okay. And I'm Pokemon. I'm very interested. I'm wondering whether we should save Pokemon until we can have the proper Pokemon panel. Because the yes. game has such a wide, varying pool of opinions that we well, might need to there, bring the experts in. There are two specific people who I would love to talk Pokemon with. Um, my really good friend, Keo, I would love to have him on to talk about both Sonic and Sword and Shield. Um, and I believe Justin just got it. Oh, he just bought it. He just got it. Yeah, um, that whole thing of uh, people said they weren't going to get it and people keep listening to reviews and then they saw me play it and then they finally bought it happened. Right. <laughs> so, you know, people who didn't listen to me earlier and then were like, damn it, Bacon, and now they're coming up to me going, Bacon, this game is fun. Uh, that, that happened. So anybody who's wondering whether or not they should get Pokemon, I'm just telling you right now, you should get Pokemon. You really should get Pokemon for the Switch. If you were thinking about getting a Switch, but we're like, nah, I'll wait. No. You should get it as soon as possible. Also, the closer it gets to Christmas, the less likely you'll be able to find one. Well, don't they have two different versions of the Switch out? It makes it a little easier to find it, or am I wrong? Uh, there are. Um, there is the Switch Lite, but I'm going to suggest... I mean, I think the Switch Lite's really good. Like, it's it's definitely good if you're fine with just having a handheld. But I think there is... I think having it as, like, a, a docking console is really good. So if you're a person who doesn't actually, like, have a TV and, you know, watches stuff on your laptop or whatever, if you don't have a TV, you should just get the... Um, you should get the, um, the handheld one. Right. The Switch Lite definitely worth it it's super cute like i really want to buy one myself because it's so fucking cute mm -hmm. i i don't need one and i want it because it's <laughs> fucking adorable right no the colors that they come in it's not it's not okay they like put so much design work into it, it i'm <laughs> i'm angry um but if you do have a tv i would really recommend having the docked switch for okay. the for the um, versatility. Also, that thing travels so well. I mean, Aaron saw me twice. Yes. Traveling with it. Yeah. Like I said, I want to get a switch. I still want to get a switch. I mean, you saw me set that thing up and take it down like four or five times. Right. Um, I only have one console. I don't have a PlayStation Four. I think a Switch. I used to say I wanted to get a PlayStation Four at a reasonable price. Um, and now I just, it's, I kind of, I'm just going to wind up getting a, uh, Nintendo Switch at some point. And also I am going to try a Google Stadia for the culture. I am, I'm going to get, I'm going to try it. That's fine. Somebody needs to. I, I'm not. 
I have the I have the internet for it. I'm here at the cradle of technological civilization in America. Everything works here. So a lot of the complaints people are having are about bandwidth and navigating their own internet situation in relation to Stadia. I live in the Bay Area. All technology comes from here or winds up here. So I'm going to do it and see how it goes. Also because I saw they put Tomb Raider out. Like I was a little not, I was not impressed with anything they brought out. I certainly I was not playing Destiny on it. However, they brought out Tomb Raider, all three Tomb Raiders on it. So I might be in there. Give it a go. See how it is. So yes, that might be going down. There's it makes sense. There are some things going down, I actually would like to. You know, we can go ahead and let some people know. We're going to have the Pokemon panel. Um, I will actually talk anime at length with you. <gasps> because I've watched a ton of anime. <gasps> because it's the only thing I can watch that's in bite-sized enough portions, besides wrestling, that allows me to keep up with it. Because I'm always, when I'm watching TV, I immediately doze off. So the only thing I can watch is anime and i've been watching a chunk of it and i adore all of it that's literally why i watch anime <laughs> it's because of the 22 minute episode <laughs> the glory of the 22 minute 22 episode minute episode 23 24 episode season if it's a shorter one it's 7 to 13 episodes and then it's done i mean there's a couple exceptions where they have like longer ones but like the fact that there's even like seasons of anime now that is new. Usually it's just one season. Yeah. And, and it's my favorite. Yeah. It's just done. It just doesn't go on and on forever like regular TV unless it's Dragon Ball or um One Piece. We don't talk about One Piece. Uh if you ever want to ask about the nonsense that is One Piece, please go to Justin because he is the one who does that. Yeah. I'm not advanced enough to watch popular anime that doesn't end. Like I'm not like that's an advanced studies thing. No, it's not an advanced studies thing. That's just a different type of fan. That is not me. Right. That's what I mean is I feel like I'm not there personally in my spiritual or mental development to um be able to watch a whole ass like 400 episodes of a thing i don't have it i wish i did i really wish i did but but i don't i was going to say something about castlevania but it's not out i know i got fooled too i saw the thing where it was just like new castlevania and i went what and then i was fooled yes so. but apparently well i'll be off of work if it's if it's on by the time i'm off of work again um because I, I go back to work on monday for two weeks and then i'm off for winter break mm -hmm. so if, if, it, if it's back if it's on for winter break i will drunk watch it <laughs> just like i did the last one wasn't that what, what wasn't that oh what yeah I did you did oh you did drunk watch in castlevania yeah that's the one where the guy got his eyeball whipped out yeah he did, he did get his eyeball whipped out yes yeah and then and then the demons were like nigga you thought <laughs> i remember that scene right <laughs> the demon walked right up to that pat the, the the priest and he said you cannot harm me i'm in a house of god and that demon was like my guy he abandoned <laughs> you years ago right <laughs> right <laughs> hold on let's see 
It was so good. <laughs> like those demons literally said, nigga, you thought. I love how you know the scene. The scene has been viewed 16,000 times on YouTube. <laughs> house of god he's like nah it's an empty box empty box do you understand do you understand the look on that priest's face when he was like nah this is this is a room my guy <laughs> i don't right. know what to tell you this is a room <laughs> it's like, i mean i understand you thought it was but it's not no. right and it can't be a house of god when your ass ain't godly yeah dude nah, nah this isn't gonna work out Right, the demon's just like, you can't even pretend to be godly. You're not even godly. You can't, you can't like, imbue God when you got none. Right. So, yes, Castlevania, we will talk anime. Does Castlevania count as anime? Yeah, Castlevania is literally an anime. Okay, I don't know. I didn't even understand. Like, I realized there are so many things that I've watched that are now, like, Sesmanos, for example, that... I don't know, like, I don't know whether, it, I don't, like, I've never actually thought about the definition of it. I don't gatekeep, so I call everything, but I don't know if I could, like, go out into a comic shop and be like, what anime do you go, what anime do you watch? And I watched, I watched Six Manos a month ago, and they'd be slapping. Japanese animation. And they'd slap me across the face. It's literally Japanese animation. So Six Manos would count as well? Yes. Okay. If it's made by, if it's made by a Japanese company, yes. Uh, I don't think it is. By a Japanese animation company. And then there's a Cannonball Buster. Because there's also local, because in there's also localization companies. Right. So you have to look up the original company. Okay. Well. So I... what'll happen is is like there'll be the the OG company that does the animation and stuff, and then there's the localization team, and then there's also like a distribution team. So like, you have to look up like what the Jap what the actual like company is, <laughs> what the companies are. Um, but either way, we will do that. So there are programs coming. Um, uh, yeah, there are programs coming. Where I think it's a is it safe to say that we've returned in some capacity? No, I I feel like we've returned. We've returned in some capacity. 
to remember your house of God is an empty box. It's an empty box. It's an empty box. It's all empty. Thank you guys for listening. Watch your chicken levels. Maintain your chicken levels. Go ahead, stand up, stand up, stand up. And here's your weekly reminder that the most delicious name in podcasting is also the most delectable name in the art world. Visit etsy.com slash shop slash lost in pandemonium for the latest prints, posters, bookmarks, notepads, and more from our very own bacon. That's etsy.com slash shop slash Lost in Pandemonium. It reminds me of an ancient African proverb. Help bacon by cake.